You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Introducing the Mike Moore Ministries mobile app, your gateway to spiritual inspiration and godly leadership. With a host of practical features, it's like having a personal spiritual guide in the palm of your hand. Watch and listen to the How to Win podcast, get exclusive early access to the Answers That Work broadcast before it airs on television, receive uplifting and thought-provoking nuggets, and stay up to date with Mike Moore's speaking engagements through an interactive calendar. To download, visit your device's app store and search Mike Moore Ministries. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes you and I to profit and win and overcome in life. Listen, I'm so glad to have you with us today. I hope you are walking in the full blessings of God. I'm in my leadership edition of the How to Win, and I'm going to begin a new series today that I promise you, you're going to be blessed by it today. Please let them know that How to Win is on and uh, let your friends know and download my app. I got the new Mike Moore Ministry app. You want to download it. It's going to be a blessing to you. Take your leadership, take your spiritual growth to a whole nother level. Well, let's begin a new series. And it's just two lessons, a two lesson series, two part series entitled Destiny. Destiny. Our theme for this series is God's plan for your life. Oh, listen, I can't wait to hear it. My subtitle for this lesson today is Unlocking Your Destiny. Unlocking Your Destiny. God has a unique plan for your life that only you can accomplish. Say this, God has a unique plan for me. Come on, say it. God has a unique plan for me. Now say this, that only I can accomplish. And that's right. Ephesians chapter one, verse 11, in the New Living Translation says, furthermore, because we are united with Christ, We have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance and makes everything works out according to work out according to his plan. God has a unique plan for your life, and it involves two things. God's unique plan for your life involves your ordained destiny, and that's what we're talking about, but it also involves God's ordained purpose, and the two go together. God's destiny and God's purpose for your life goes together. So we're going to look And in our first part of this lesson, the introduction of this lesson, let's look at what is destiny, and then let's look at what is purpose. We're going to use Joseph 
as our backdrop. Joseph was a great Old Testament leader who went from slavery to being governor under favor over the whole land of Egypt. Genesis 41, verse 41, Genesis 40, first chapter, 41st verse, and the New Living Translation, Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Wow, that is powerful. So what is destiny? Destiny is something, and make a note of this now, destiny is something a person is ordained by God to become. Destiny is something a person is ordained by God to become. You see, Joseph was ordained by God to become governor of Egypt, second in charge to favor. It was ordained by God. It was Joseph's destiny. Secondly, destiny is a place or destination for which someone is headed. Destiny is a place or destination for which someone is headed. Joseph was headed as a part of God's plan. He was headed to Egypt. So we see now destiny is something a person is ordained by God to become, and destiny is a place or destination for which someone is headed. Now, when we look at Genesis 45, 8 in the New Living Translation, we see destiny summarized in this one verse. So it was, now Joseph is speaking after having arrived and after being promoted to governor over Egypt under Pharaoh, he's talking to his brothers who have who were instrumental in him being a slave in Egypt. He's talking to them. They're frightened and they're terrified because they don't know whether or not Joseph will retaliate. He reveals himself to his brothers, the ones that sold him in slavery. And notice what he says, Genesis 45, 8. So it was God who sent me here, not you. And he is the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of his entire palace and the governor of all Egypt. Notice the governor of all Egypt. So destiny is something a person is ordained by God to become governor. Destiny is a place or destination for which someone is headed, Egypt. So when we think of Joseph's destiny, we think of governor of Egypt, what he became, ordained by God, and Egypt, a destination for which he was ordained to be headed. 
It was God's plan, God's destiny plan for Joseph to become governor in Egypt. God has a destiny plan for you. He has a destiny plan for you. God has ordained something for you to become, and God has ordained a place and a destination for which you are to be headed. Now, let's talk about purpose because they work together. Purpose. Our proof text for purpose, we're still looking at Joseph. Genesis 45, 5. Joseph is going to explain something to his brothers because the brothers now realize that the one they are sold into slavery has become the governor of Egypt. They know now that he's not going to retaliate and now he's going to say something very powerful in Genesis 45:5 in the New Living Translation. He says to his brothers, "But don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives." So what is purpose? When we look at our text, what is purpose? Purpose is the reason why God wants you to become blank. The reason why God wanted Joseph to become governor. Purpose is the reason why God led you or leads you to a destination. It was the reason why God led Joseph to Egypt. Joseph's destiny was governor in Egypt. Joseph's purpose was to preserve his family lives, to preserve his family lives. There are two sides to destiny. Let's talk about the two sides. Predestination and human participation. Say that. The two sides of destiny are predestination and human participation. Predestination is God determining in advance who we're to become and where we're to end up. Predestination is God determines in advance who we're to become. God determining in advance where we're to end up. That's predestination. There's a predestination side that relates to God. Something he decides in advance. But human participation is our choices to obey God and carry out his plan. Now let's go back to predestination. Jeremiah 1 verse 5 in the New Living Translation, it says, God speaking to Jeremiah, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Now notice we're talking about destiny, the two sides of destiny. Side one is predestination. Now notice 
in advance, before Jeremiah was born, before Jeremiah came out of his mother's womb, God determined something in advance. He determined that Jeremiah would be a prophet and he determined Jeremiah's destination. He will be a prophet to the nations of the world. That's predestination is when God determines in advance what you're to become and where you to end up. That's predestination. But God doesn't work in a vacuum. There's a human participation side if we're going to fulfill destiny. That's when our choice, we choose to obey God and carry out his plan. Jeremiah 1, 6 through 7 in the New Living Translation. Here's Je Jeremiah's response to the call of God on his life. Jeremiah says, Oh, sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. The Lord replied, Don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. I believe God is speaking to someone here. Do not say you are too young. Do not say you don't have the experience because wherever God calls you, he equips you to carry out the assignment. But what I wanted you to see in verses six and seven, in verse five, we saw predestination before he was born, God ordained him to be a prophet to the nations. But here we see his reply. He said, now listen, Lord, I just want you to know, I can't speak. I'm too young. No, God said, don't say you're too young. Don't say you can't speak. God understands if Jeremiah does not participate, then his destiny will not be fulfilled. He has to participate. There is always a human participation side to destiny. God ordained in advance things that you should become. God ordained in advance where you should end up. But he needs your participation. He needs human participation in order for destiny to be fulfilled. In this latter part, or this last part, I want to talk about the cost of destiny, and then I want to talk about keys to unlocking your destiny. It, 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 I believe God is transforming your life. Luke 14, 28, New Living Translation, Jesus says, but don't begin until you count the cost for who will begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there is enough money to finish it. Destiny will cost you. 
How many of you want to fulfill God's destiny? Let me see your hand. I want you to raise your hand. I want you to raise your hand. Now you want to fulfill God. Put it in your chat. Put it in the chat. I want to fulfill God's destiny. I want to fulfill it. Well, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you at least four things, probably more, but at least four things. It's going to cost you misunderstanding from those who love you. Yeah, that's right. Misunderstanding from those who love you. Joseph's father, Joseph's father did not understand the call on his son's life. In fact, God revealed to Joseph as a 17-year-old teenager that he would be a leader and one day would even lead his family. And and his father did not understand it. Initially, he saw it as a sign of disrespect. So it's going to cost you some misunderstanding. When God spoke to me to lead my first church and to found or start Faith Chapel, and we started Faith Chapel, the church that I pastored for 41 years and eight months, it started with four people, my mother, my wife, a friend, and myself. I had pastored a small church, and my mother was so proud of me. She was just so proud of her baby being a pastor of this small church. And when I decided to leave that church, because God had ordained that I found uh, that I start Faith Chapel, she didn't understand. She said to me, Michael, why would you leave something that you have when you don't know where you're going? I couldn't answer her because I didn't know where I was going. All I knew is that there was a church on the inside of me. There was a destiny. So sometimes it's misunderstanding from people who love you. Secondly, it's going to cause you persecution from those who hate you. Persecution from those who hate you. Joseph's brothers hated him when he revealed the vision. Then thirdly, it's going to cost you discomfort. Discomfort is caused by the fall of man, fall, the fall of humanity, the human weakness, human mistakes, human sin. They're going to be people that are going to challenge you because of the fall on humanity. Then the fall impacts on nature, adverse weather conditions and other stuff that God never intended to happen in this world. And then Satan and demons will challenge God's call on your life. It's going to cause you discomfort. And then fourthly, it's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you time and probably more time than you expect. It cost Joseph 13 years to fulfill destiny or to enter destiny. Now, in our closing, I want to give you some keys to unlocking your destiny. Quick keys to unlocking your destiny. Number one, be productive in your present position. Be productive in your present position. Joseph was productive as a slave. 
our commitment, make a note of this, our commitment to the present says to God that we can handle the future. Our commitment to the present says to God that we can handle the future. So be productive to fulfill your destiny, to unlock your destiny. You have to be productive in your present position. Number two, resist the shortcut mentality that leads to compromise. Resist the shortcut mentality that leads to compromise. Joseph resisted sleeping with Potiphar's wife. Number, well, remember, remember this. Sometimes you have to run and Joseph ran and he ended up in prison. Remember, don't take the shortcut. Number three, don't allow disappointment and discouragement to cause you to quit. Don't allow disappointment and discouragement to cause you to quit. Joseph ended up in prison. Now, follow me. After doing the right thing, not the wrong thing, he ended up in prison doing the right thing. He resisted Potiphar's wife's seduction. He ended up in prison doing the right thing. I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt, he was disappointed with Potiphar's wife. And sometimes on your destiny journey, you're going to be disappointed with people. But he also probably dealt with some circumstance, some discouragement in his circumstances. Doing the right thing, He's in prison. That's not where you want to be. But notice he didn't allow disappointment and discouragement to cause him to quit. Number four, always respond in the spirit and not in the flesh. Ooh, that's good. I'm telling you, Joseph, it would have been easier for Joseph to respond in the flesh I'm talking about just curse someone out. It would have been easy, but always respond in the spirit, not in the flesh. The Bible tells us to overcome evil with good. Proverbs 14, 19 says that evil will bow before the good. Romans 12, 21 says overcome evil with good. In Matthew 26, 49 through 50, when, Je when Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss, Jesus stretched out his hand and said, friend, always respond in the spirit and not in the flesh. Number five, understand that destiny demands focus. Destiny demands focus. Joseph held on to his unique gifting to, in, to have and interpret dreams, even though his dream got him in a pit and his dreams got him in prison. He held on to his dreams. He did not allow the misbehavior of people to distract him. Listen, on your destiny journey, there's going to be some people that may not say things right, may not act right, may not respond right, 
but you cannot be distracted by the misbehavior of people. Number six, expect your God-given vision, your God-given destiny, your God-given gifts to attract the people that are critical to your destiny. Expect that God-given vision, that God-given gift, your God-given destiny to attract the right people that are critical to your destiny fulfillment. Now notice, Potiphar was critical to Joseph's destiny fulfillment. He learned leadership from Potiphar. He learned administration from Potiphar. Notice this, the prison warden, the right prison warden was critical for his success. Think about it. That prison warden gave Joseph favor, put him over the prison. What if the wrong prison warden had been in there? And then Pharaoh's cupbearer was critical because the baker was executed and the cupbearer was released and back into his role next to the Pharaoh. It was the cupbearer's connection to Pharaoh that got Joseph out of prison. Because when Pharaoh had dreams that no one could interpret, the cupbearer remembered Joseph interpreting his dream, referred Pharaoh to the Joseph. Joseph was pulled out of prison and promoted by Pharaoh, but there were connections. There were divine connections. Your gift, your, your uh, abilities, your destiny will attract people that are critical to your destiny fulfillment. And then number seven, this is so important, so important, keys to unlocking your destiny. Number seven, remember your destiny is tied to you serving people, not people serving you. I high five you. Your destiny is tied to you serving people, not people serving you. Joseph served his father. Joseph served Potiphar. Joseph served the prison warden. And Joseph served Pharaoh in the palace. Your destiny, remember this, your destiny is, is tied to you serving people, not people serving you. Listen, I'm out of time. I trust that this first lesson on destiny has blessed your life. And don't miss part two. You don't want to miss part two. It is going to help you walk in the fulfillment of what God called you to do. Listen, I got to go. I pray that you have a great rest of the week. And I thank you for taking this journey with me.